0: You look good.
1: Hey, thank you. Well, I'm wearing my uh, I'm wearing my <laughs> dinner hoodie. Uh-huh. Hi, Oski. Hey. You're a little blurry.
0: I am. Not that that matters for our audio listeners at home or in their cars.
1: No. we out,
0: out for jogs.
1: Well, yeah, I've always been I've always been hard to pin down. I'm I, I I prefer enigmatic to blurry. You look very enigmatic. Thank you. You look like you're well, wrapped
0: smothered in an enchilada sauce.
1: <laughs> so um uh i had a dream last night that um rian had a short story collection coming out Ooh. and it was coming out from only banana available press oh obv
0: press oba oh. oba press
1: yeah, OBAV Press. And uh I think I'm going to I'm I think I'm going to mock up a I think I'm going to like photoshop a logo for it. Yeah. And uh maybe maybe it, maybe we'll have to start it and then put out her collection on it.
0: Only Banana Available Press.
1: Only Banana Available Press. Uh-huh. I like it. Yeah, right? I like it very much. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Although Also I like editor's dreams as being a feature of Okie Panky.
1: <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're uh we're going off in a in a new direction. What was that dream that Alice had that she that she was uh enamored of?
0: I can't even remember my own dreams, John. How am I re- supposed to be responsible for Alice Boland's dreams?
1: Um, you don't remember your if, own dreams?
0: If, even when she writes them down. I think one's memory of a dream fades, Yeah, according to pop songs, (laughs) which is what I consult for psychological facts.
1: Now she is only a memory of a dream. Sang the man with long hair. Quoted the man with no hair. You know, um, Oscar should know that um, 2 Pisces is... uh, is it is is, is memeing up? I've several people like have uh, uh, listened to the podcast and immediately wrote to me to say that various things were too Pisces.
0: <laughs> A lot of things are too Pisces. Yeah, people didn't didn't know they knew something was wrong or worth commenting about. <laughs> they didn't know quite what it was.
1: They they not- they had noticed something about butter.
0: Things were it was too Pisces.
1: Couldn't put their finger on it.
0: They noticed that one of the astrological signs was too Pisces. and it was Pisces. <laughs> Pisces oh. is too Pisces. Uh,
1: so how's Seattle at seven a m? No, Have you, I think it's the, fine. Where's the rumbling? I wanted to hear uh, reports from the fr- from the tunneling front.
0: We felt no rumbling, and now it's February. So I, I think that uh, I think the tunneling might have gone past us, but maybe not. There's some; it might have been slowed down. Which it, couldn't, be a, it couldn't possibly
1: couldn't couldn't possibly be that the project has been delayed, could it? It's impossible. In <laughs> fact, <laughs>
0: um, but I you know I traffic in the imagination. Uh, there's a lot of it seems like unexpected tunnel uh, like a. Uh, well digging on a nearby road vertical vertical digging uh on roosevelt boulevard which uh might be going down to rescue the um the the tunneler don't know yeah haven't felt any rumbling the retaining wall hasn't collapsed um i have a feeling the tunnel the tunnel has not reached us yet um but I think it's close. I think it's just a few blocks away,
1: yeah all right it's one of those it's like it's like uh it's like what uh what uh, Evan Cannell said about Prester John he's always always over the next hill yes yeah, just over the next
0: over the horizon he's just always right there
1: Back so uh, do you want to hear what my favorite um my favorite uh internet news story of the week was? oh, I do. It's the story of how the Dove's type was recovered from the Thames.
0: The Dove's type?
1: Have you heard of the Dove's type? I haven't. This is a, so, a
0: typographical type? Yeah, this is,
1: this is an article that I'll link to. It's from the Creative Review, a British um, uh, design magazine. It says, The Dove's type... Was commissioned by Thomas Cobden Sanderson as a bespoke typeface for the Dove's Press, the London printing company he co-founded with Emery Walker in 1900. And uh, as with the recent the recent falling out between uh, Heffler and Frere Jones, they the ty- the typographers had a fight, and um, the guy who designed it, uh, Cobden Chuck Sanderson. He chucked it in the Thames, but he did it. Um, he did it very gradually. It says he spent. I'm reading from the article again. He spent nine months tipping 2,600 pounds of it into the Thames in secret, ensuring that if he couldn't use it, nor could anyone else, disguised by darkness, disguised Ooh, by darkness. said
0: good, good, good disguise.
1: Yeah, disguised by darkness, he made around 170 <clears throat> trips to the Hammersmith Bridge to tip small parcels into the water at night, the splashes concealed by passing traffic, before announcing that it had begin it had been quote bequeathed unquote to the Thames. And um so people have talked about this sort of legendary incident And there's examples of the doves doves type and people, you know, like in print, and you can buy the font if you like a digital version of the font. So it wasn't entirely lost, but the original type was in fact lost until um, uh, this guy, uh, what's his name, Green, uh, Robert Green, who made the digital facsimile of it. He um, he he decided he was going to he he ought to look for it. So. And this is a a quotation from him. I started looking into whether lead degrades in water, trying to find out why fishermen use lead weights and researching the composition of lead type, as I didn't really know anything... Yeah. I didn't really know anything uh, about the chemistry of it and wanted to make sure I wasn't going to start looking for something that had rotted away. So when he found out that, in fact, it lasts and that it drops straight down, he says, I was able to pinpoint where he would have stood to within a five-meter radius... He would have been trying to be surreptitious, as he didn't want anyone to know what he was doing, and would have had his back turned to his house and Emery Walker's, in a spot concealed from passing traffic. I went on to the foreshore when the tide was out, looked around the riverbed, and found three pieces within 20 minutes.
0: How much time had passed?
1: Uh, 115 years. It's
0: a pretty good find.
1: Yeah, and he's found about 150 pieces of it—not not a full set by any means, but um, but I love the story, and I've I haven't I haven't clicked this link to the uh, to the font, the digital font, because I want it, and I'm afraid it's going to be extraordinarily uh, expensive. But I haven't yeah. I haven't I haven't looked yet. Are so you tempted? I'm tempted. Let me go to the let me go to the shop page here. The Thames, she's a mischievous river. Oh, actually, I mean it's, you know, it's about it's about what you'd spend on a nice fountain pen, like it's forty pounds. Maybe there'll be a sale someday. Five million dollars, approximately. Yeah, American dollars.
0: Forty Canadian dollars. That's a good Um, point. Yeah. So, do you have an example? Of, of, the,
1: to, I, of what it looks like yeah. yeah i'll uh i'll drop it into the thing for you hold on um it's a good story isn't it yeah
0: it'll be interesting to find out what 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 pieces of of the typeface he'll he'll never be able to to find
1: probably this the secret letters that uh only...
0: yeah this is the only. thorn he'll not be able to find the thorn and uh <laughs> i've forgotten the other the other lost letters All from right. the language.
1: Okay. I, now I know how to open up the send files thing, I think. Uh, here oh. it is. Here you go. Can you see it?
0: File transfer still in progress, John.
1: All right. Thank you for sending me the letter J. I appreciate You're that. You're welcome.
0: It's in Doveface.
1: face. Yeah. But I like this... Um, I like this story, which is a story I think we hear in other contexts of creative partners um, getting mad at each other and yeah. uh, and Strong. storming storming away, usually a couple of dudes, uh, you know, David Gilmore and Roger Waters, Lennon and McCartney.
0: Con- continuing Pink Floyd for a couple albums.
1: Yeah.
0: It's their greatest act of creative sabotage.
1: Throwing the, the the tapes into the Thames. Um,
0: well, if like if we have a creative difference, which would would never happen in oh. a podcast, th- there'd be very little to dismantle. It's uh, digital point. collaboration. You, you press erase, not as dramatic, it requires no. less. Knowledge.
1: You know what? That's why we're not gonna. That's why we're not gonna break up because there's no way to to, to do to do some kind of. No flourish. Sometimes dramatic flourish. No gesture.
0: Well, without a flourish, it's not fun.
1: The little, uh, the little bloop sound when you hang up a Skype call—that's about as good as we're going to be able to do. Yeah.
0: Well, let it be. Thus.
1: It seems this morning, friend, that you are at war with your, um, with your physical uh, surroundings. Just trying
0: to make tea, John. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to make tea. Not quite sure how to do it. (laughs) <laughs> I opened up I, I bought some some tea. I, I just looked at it and realized that it was it was Earl Grey decaf a fucking made <laughs> it. Oh no. So that that's so why I just chucked that right in the trash. And then I had I found some peppermint tea. And so I I had to try to pour the boiling water into the into the, the coffee cup, now repurposed as a tea cup. Yeah. And uh, to do Can it do while that? continuing you... the podcast and not uh, not burning anybody, <laughs> but I was able to do it because there's ninjas on the coffee cup, so it's yeah. it's uh, it's agile. It's able to disguise itself.
1: You those are some portly looking ninjas, though.
0: They're American ninjas.
1: <laughs> hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on, hold Here. it up. Keep keep holding it up. I've got a screenshot that that's, that's beautiful. <sighs> that's a beautiful thing. Thank you. You're allowed a
0: couple extra pounds if you're an American ninja.
1: <laughs> it doesn't interfere with everyone stuff.
0: understands. Americans are fat. You know, an American <laughs> thing is gonna be a fat thing. American sniper. And the rest of the, the rest of the world they hear that, they think fat sniper. The <laughs> picture of American sniper is just just a big fat guy with a gun. <laughs> which is sort of their picture of an American. It's like this is the most <laughs> redundant title I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> oh, American uh, pastoral
0: by Philip Roth. People abroad just think it's a big fat pastoral. Yeah. <laughs> Wide meadow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um still trying to still trying to finish this draft of my novel. Feeling a little had a session uh last night um and uh came up with some some connective tissue it was kind of it was always in there it was it was lying beneath the surface i needed a i for for the purposes of plot i had i had actually i swear to god i actually put a car chase um into the book and there's a bit where the character is uh you know she's trying to call the police and the and her cell phone keeps fading out and breaking up um and it was never going to stay in there. It's It was ridiculous. Um, but then uh, I didn't know what to replace it with. I needed to get everybody in their places. I had to get everybody where I wanted them to be to do the stuff I wanted to do. But I had to find a way to do it that was natural. And no. uh, and the answer turns out already to have uh, been there. Um,
0: huh. So along?
1: yeah and it's it was cognitive rather than the answer is cognitive rather than uh uh dramatic a- action based
0: did not require a car chase
1: no no I don't think any novel really does unless unless the novel itself is just one long car chase the whole novel takes place in a car chase you know what I think I'm gonna write that short story
0: I like it I can't think of one. that quite like that. No. No, I like it. All right. It was on the road along Car Chase. It would have really benefited from there being
1: <laughs>
0: some antagonistic pressure.
1: Yeah, boy, do I not like that book.
0: But if you re- if you imagine it as a Car Chase.
1: Yeah, well, that's different. <laughs> if you imagine there's a... Um, like a Quimby-type
0: of- figure behind them you know a a uh
1: a, a bomb uh a bomb equipped bus that can't drop below 55 miles an hour it's behind on the, the road behind them
0: had been equipped with uh the crash bus
1: yeah <laughs> all right come over here your child is on the go ed where is he headed he's, he's, he's investigating all the herbal teas <laughs> you know, just a couple of months ago when I had decided to stop drinking at home, something that has not quite panned out, I'm afraid. Good. Um, but I have but I'm I'm drinking less at home. Um That's fine. but I'm put I'm I am I'm being unhealthy in other ways to compensate for it. Uh but uh by for instance not exercising. Um but I decided I was going to drink herbal tea in the evening instead and you scoffed at the concept the very concept of herbal tea and i must say i uh i've kind of gotten into it and there's this stuff that i want to recommend to you and to our listeners um and i would not have um i wouldn't i would never have bought this stuff uh but Ryan uh bought it it's a it's a brand called yogi yogi tea i've seen it. it which is just too new age a name for me to to um. yes however they have I imagine this, that uh, no
0: actual yogis were involved harmed, in the making
1: of this. Harmed in the making of harmed this. Harmed or included. <laughs> um, yeah. It's called uh, Egyptian Licorice Mint Tea, and I'll link to it. It's, um, breathe in the luscious aroma of organic licorice and refreshing peppermint in our Egyptian... Licorice mint. Treasured for its natural sweetness and restorative properties, licorice has been used in many herbal traditions to soothe the stomach. Uh, it's good, and it does soothe the, the stomach. Yeah. And uh, I recommend it.
0: Licorice. So it's candy-like. It's like a candy that you're drinking.
1: It's, it's a very mildly sweet. Okay. I'll try it. Yeah. It says the package reads... Warming and naturally spicy sweet. Oh, dangerous territory. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. But I become too (laughs) Pisces. You don't want it to get too Pisces. Things get pretty Pisces around here. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why I
0: got some tea. I had it was a long weird week. Jill was gone all week. Yeah, she was working down in Vancouver, and so it was just Oscar and I here at the house. And uh, for five days. And I, uh, uh, as happens, some things went to hell. And some things got cleaned. Like some things got organized and, you know, boxed up and taken to Goodwill. Um, Some stainless steel things got scrubbed with Barkeeper's Friend. Mm.
1: Wait a minute. Barkeeper's Friend? I don't know about this.
0: You don't know about Barkeeper's Friend?
1: No. Uh,
0: It's a... uh, comet-like substance, except it's not bleach, I don't think. Uh, it's an abrasive. For the cleaning of stainless steel and enamels.
1: Nice. Once tried, always used, is the uh, no. slogan.
0: Barkeeper's friend. Bart, it no. is uh, the secret to keeping a clean house, John. Okay, okay. Or a clean bar. Or was, a bar. I was going to say, if it's if,
1: if you liken your house to a bar, which I do, then... Um... Yeah,
0: yeah it, uh, cleans, it works particularly well on uh, like stainless steel pans where if something is burned on them. Yeah. If one spouse is a bad cook and can't cook something without goddamn burning it, <laughs> five or six applications of um, the Rockkeeper's Friend while such a person is gone can allow you to get <laughs> most of the burnt rice off the bottom of such a pan, such a hypothetical pan.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know who or what you could be talking about here, but actually, um, uh, Rianne's away too. Her um, her dad, um, her dad requested her presence, a little help while he uh, he got his uh, carpal tunnel uh, taken care of. Uh-huh. but um, she's um, she's been <laughs> she's been um. Going through, so her, her mom died back in the spring. And when, so she goes out to see her dad and is cleaning up, going through a lot of old stuff. And she found a card that her mother had bought, a greeting card. Um, and uh, it, she never sent it, but she bought it. And the front says, um, You're missed so much. And then the inside it says, uh, "It's nice when you're near, <laughs> but when you're far, uh, it's nice to keep you um, near in thought." And I'm reading this slowly because the photos Reena sent me of it are backwards because she used her um, huh. her webcam. But so I, so I started. It's it's, it's essentially saying. Why don't you visit more often? Is I that want, what it's saying? I want to tell you how, saying, yeah, how, how nice it
0: is for you not to be here. <laughs> to so. me, it sounds like it's it's quite pleasant when you're away. <laughs> yeah. brother- being away is a suitable substitute <laughs> because of the powers of my imagination <laughs> for your presence.
1: I'd, I'd rather I'd rather just think about you. Don't or-
0: mind you being here. <laughs> but- when you're here, I don't have the pleasure of thinking about you fondly, as you were before you became corrupted by the world.
1: Rian says, Got scar. Rian says I especially like how it never commits to saying something as direct as, I miss you, <laughs> because I don't. I hate you, but convention requires I send you a card. <laughs> I think the, the fact that uh, her mother never sent it suggests that she realized that it was kind of a ridiculous card, or maybe she bought it because it was so passive-aggressive. But yeah. I started, you know, I started making my own my own card slogans. Thoughts of you as I commit suicide because you never visit. <laughs> or fervently wishing you were the kind of person who cared. Or hard to imagine why you don't want to spend more time with me.
0: <laughs> because I'm pretty great.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I miss you thinking fondly of me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, have
0: you seen the uh the Werner Herzog motivational posters?
1: Yes, I have. I have. I subscribed to the Tumblr of them. They're they're good. Huh. What is it? What's the what's the uh I don't know, my
0: friend Cooper yeah, just yeah. sent me a bunch of them.
1: Yeah, they're pretty funny. Yeah.
0: yeah. They're along that line. They they could also be greeting cards as well as motivational posters.
1: Yeah. He should have a line of greeting cards actually. He's one of those people who um very I think very genuinely arrived at a, a way of presenting himself at the world without a great deal of calculation. Then managed over the years to understand how he was perceived. Found it amusing. Yeah. And is willing Didn't to Didn't change a thing. No. Yeah. But now he but now he'll 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 use utilize it to play off of people's expectations. About what he's supposed to be like. Thus, his his um, recitation of that horrible um, fake children's book that I, I get mad at just thinking about. Right. Um, What's called "Go the Fuck to Sleep." That's right.
0: Or his appearance on Parks and Recreation recently as a. Uh, um, really. As a you know, oh, it's great as a. Uh, uh, um, real estate agent for a haunted house.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> great. great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Werner. <laughs> he was um when I went down to uh uh Florida to um Ringling College of Art and Design.
0: All right, Brad um uh, old friend Brad.
1: Yeah, your old friend Brad invited me and um you you I you might you might remember it was it was both wonderful because Brad is a great guy and the students were um just terrific kids. But it was also very vexing because Brad has this way of thinking everything is going to be fine, um, and he, I kept asking him, you know, what do you, what do you want me to do? Like, what I'm going to do? Would you give me an itinerary? And he said, Oh, don't worry about it. Well, like you know, you'll sit in on a class. You'll just bring and bring a movie that you like, and we'll watch the movie, and you'll give a reading. And I said, All right, great. Well, it turns out that you know, I get there and I get to the class and the. The guy who's teaching the class says, all right, everyone, here's uh, J. Robert Lennon, uh, and uh, you've all read his book, Pieces of the Left Hand, and uh, uh, I'm just going to turn it over to him now. And then he the, then he went outside, and I could see him through the window having to smoke for two yeah. hours. Yeah. Well, And it turns out I was supposed to teach the class. The
0: comically large uh, cigarette uh, <laughs> we smoked the whole time through the window.
1: Well, uh, presumably he had a pack
0: in his pocket like a submarine sandwich.
1: Yeah. Um and I you know I winged it and then I and then the mo- the movie watching turned out to be you know Brad's like all right great Get, give me the DVD and I handed it to him he's like okay so we'll watch the movie and then we'll leave about 40 minutes for your talk. And was like talk. <laughs> yeah yeah just give a little talk about the give a little talk about the movie. But um he said but he kept saying by way of he I think it dawned on him that I am a little more uptight than yeah. some of their visitors, and You're not I one would... of
0: these West Coast uh, movie director types.
1: <laughs> no, but what he kept saying was, as a way of comforting me, as a way of trying to make me feel more relaxed about what I had to do, he kept saying, "You know, when Werner was here, it went just, <laughs> it went great." <laughs> yeah, hard to follow Werner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I'm sure it before. was, but. Yeah. Werner is a master of self-presentation, and I am a spaz.
0: <laughs> um, I get to give a, a talk about a film coming up.
1: Yeah?
0: i um, at the Northwest Film Forum. They're having an Antonioni series. of having people come and talk about the movies afterwards.
1: Wait, where? Let me, where is this? Um, the Northwest Film Forum?
0: Yes. I think so, it's a panel. I think it's a panel, not just me talking.
1: So what? Uh, what's the uh, what film you're going to talk about? Red Desert. You know what? I've never seen that.
0: Which is one of my favorite movies, and I um, I'm not sure that I know or really have any opinions about any other Antonioni movie. So I was very lucky that they picked that for me.
1: I have opinions a weird about. Movie. I have opinions about exactly two Antonioni movies. And those are Blow Porky's up. and Porky's Revenge. <laughs> no, I uh, Blow Up, Blow Up, yes, Blow which up. Uh, I think is which, in my opinion, is it's a pretty good movie. And uh, The Passenger, my opinion of which is it's a really good movie.
0: I've never seen The Passenger,
1: yeah. Um, so you're gonna try, well, what's Red Desert about?
0: Um, that's what people
1: a... that's what people come to this podcast for. Is summaries of movies. my summary
0: of Red Desert is it's a uh, uh it's Naples, but it's an industrial wasteland city. It's a little bit in the future. Kids have pet robots in them. That's about as futuristic. Ooh. And I think everything seems a little radioactive and poisoned. Um, and uh, it's some of the machinations of trying to keep a factory afloat. That's in a socialist system. Uh, but it's also kind of a family factory. Um, and there's uh, uh, some licentiousness. It's a corrupt world full of licentiousness good, and good and uh, um, and products and and trade.
1: Yeah. so, what are you gonna say about it?
0: I don't know. I've got another month, I think, before I have to to. Uh, what I have to say about it mostly are the is the the well, is the condition under which I, f- I, f- I first saw it and became obsessed by it and the the, the group of people who got me obsessed by it um, uh, but I don't know if if that'll be part of the talk I trying to remember what we all said about it we said a lot of smart things
1: I don't, I for don't a doubt few it. years
0: around uh um, around a, uh the rue de la course coffee shop
1: and, yeah but uh, well, I will watch that. I'm, I'm about to send you something. Red Desert. Um, I'm sending you a photo, and I want you to take a nice, good look at it. All right.
0: It hasn't... i take it in a minute. The other thing never came through, by the way. It never finished downloading, so this might... This screenshot might...
1: Well, that's that's a shame. Well, what it is is... Put it on um, hold. So, uh, do you, are you aware of uh, the Skoog... Your namesake music toy, I am. So the Scoog Two is uh, yeah. has been introduced, right? Uh, and there's a picture of it, and it looks just like the Companion Cube from uh, Portal. Um, yeah. Jaunty, uh, textured with yeah. glowy glowies on it. Have I you think trump- you
0: press the things, and it makes music.
1: Yeah. Have you? Have, well, it's it's not quite that. Uh, that simple. You can use. You can do bodily motions to trigger um, various oh, I sounds. See. I that's think
0: the, it's, the, that's the two
1: I think of it. Yeah. So I would
0: love to. I, I when I when they first came out with it a few years ago, um, I wanted to get one just for curiosity's sake. But it, they were a thousand dollars. I think they're they're selling them really to um, schools. I think rather than to individuals.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it's like a, a music class instrument
1: yeah I think you're right, and they have you know the 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 website now has a sort of um scribbly scribbly penciled font that you might see in a uh, a school a school for web designers yeah um but uh Dean clean pointed this out to me one and one <sighs> us wanted us to know that uh the Skoog was there was a new Skoog. what yeah. I'm doing now is i'm putting your um your head uh on the on the Skype chat on all these um on all these pictures of people people's bodies. Okay, good. It's really it's pretty fun to do yep. this. Sounds like fun. <laughs> so it's just getting better and better. I'm I'm I gotta I gotta upload some of these. Here, would you lean back just a little bit? Lean back a little. I will. Yeah, right I'm there, good. right there. That's good. Real good. Real good. All right, <laughs> I'll I'll uh, I'll send these to you. I'm sorry they're not coming through on the. Did they, did any of those other ever come through on the Skype?
0: No, you just email them to me. All
1: right, I'll do that. So yeah, yeah. Um, uh,
0: so the, uh, the Skoog is interesting. I also like. Um, there's a brewery down in Tacoma that is brewing an IPA called the Dirty Skoog. Really. Um, that they're, they're not bottling it yeah. um, yet. I don't think they do any bottling. I think it's just a, a brewery brew house. Um, And I I need to get down there to sample that. Uh, In the same way that I'd like to play with a Skoog 2.0.
1: So do you, do you know, um, do you know what, why they called it that? Is it named after someone?
0: There was a saloon, um, I think during prohibition in Tacoma that was called the Skoog. Yeah. Um, That may still exist. Like
1: the,
0: the 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 innards of it may still exist because it was in somebody's house. Yeah, but but nobody has been able to uh, produce it yet.
1: I, I think it's time for things to start being named directly after you.
0: Yeah, why not? Well, I'd like to take a cut. But...
1: Yeah, so I sent you the pictures, and finally, I, you, the um, the doves type is going to be on there. Very
0: good. Yeah. What, has, uh, do you have any food this week? Do you eat any foods aside from your Egyptian yogi tea?
1: I was trying oh, to. Oh, I
0: like these. Good job.
1: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll make, a I'll make a little collage of them for the, uh,
0: oh, and I like that the dove type is very nice. It's very yeah, fine. It? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, my eating has been, uh, has been pretty low key this week, mostly because, um, I have been, uh, trying to, trying to eat, eat down the leftovers. Eat down the leftovers. Yeah. As long as we're passive aggressively, um, criticizing the, the, the other cooks in the family. Um, the other, the other chef in my house tends to make a big pot of something, um, more, more than necessary intending to eat the leftovers. And then we just don't get around to eating the leftovers. So, uh, Today I've eaten. I've eaten my way through the fridge in preparation for a new load of uh, groceries.
0: Good, yeah. So you have like some parsnips.
1: Uh, Uh, No, had some some chickpea curry, whole (laughs) turkey. Always the only kind of turkey I like. Um, no. Uh, she made some chickpea curry and some brown jasmine brown rice, which was very good. I brought that to work. Uh, there was some. Oh, actually, we had a dinner party last week, and uh, Aishan and Valjina brought this delicious salad um, with avocados in it. So I had some of that. Um, nice. Brian had also made this uh, quinoa with some little goodies in it. I had some of that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of skeptical turkey.
0: That sounds that sounds like a, a dinner party that that lasted all I- week.
1: Yeah, there was. We make we we usually over oh, make too much food for a dinner party, and then um, oh yeah, and actually, this, so this guy, uh, 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 this guy Jacob, who is new in our lives, who's only been in Ithaca for a couple of years, and we uh, had him and his wife come over. They brought a um, a pineapple upside down cake um, made with uh, whole grains, so it was it was good, but it was a might, yeah. it was a mic course so. We forgot to eat it. Like, they brought it. I asked them to bring a dessert. They said, uh-huh. what, do you, what should we bring? And I said, bring dessert. So they brought this cake, and then I put it in the kitchen. and then you we admired it. We admired Well, I hadn't even taken off the, um, the foil, so I didn't even know what it was. Uh-huh. And um, we all sat down, and we ate dinner, and we chatted, had some wine, and then everyone went home. And then I was cleaning uh-huh. up, and I said to myself, what is this? And then I took off the foil, and it was the dessert that we never ate. An elaborate dessert,
0: fairly elaborate dessert.
1: Yeah, so um, I felt bad, and I thought, oh, hell, we have to, you know, I'll I'll send him an email apologizing. But first, I'm going to have some of this so that I can tell him how much I enjoyed it. And it was good. Um, And we ate about a half of it. And then I got an email from him saying, oh, don't eat that cake. Uh, I used the wrong cornmeal. And it's full of buckshot. Oh my goodness! (laughs) But I hadn't, I hadn't noticed any buckshot. So, and it's if uh, I've had no gastrointestinal distress of the sort that might be caused by buckshot.
0: How many days has it been?
1: It's been um, a week and a half. No,
0: so you're you're, okay. I'm in the clear. clear. Yeah, I'm in the clear. Yeah, Yeah. it's a good story.
1: Yeah. But here's the thing. Um, wh- what what is this household that has a, a canister of regular cornmeal and another that's full of buckshot? Why? How's that? I don't know. How did that happen? I don't know.
0: Um, do they live? Are they uh, even more rural than you are? I don't know. But further out in Tompkins County?
1: Um, I don't know. That they uh, Jake is in my book group. Uh, oh. Friend of a friend introduced to the book group, and it, it turns out my friend Lou Beach, who uh, the illustrator and graphic designer and artist Lou who, Beach, uh, out of reach. He's actually quite the contrary. He knows everyone. He literally oh, yeah. knows everyone. He's this is so Lou is the guy I did this book The Great Zombini with. He was the guy who right. read he read my short shorts and then and then he wore my short shorts. And so then he read he, your book. And then no. he wrote to me and said. A complete stranger said, let's do a book together. And I ignored the email for a few weeks, because who does that? But then I clicked the the link and saw his work. And he's like, I have like eight record albums that he did the cover for. He's like, you know, he's done a lot of great stuff. And we've gotten to be friends. And the book we made was really fun. Um, I did eventually, of course, agree to do the book. But then the more I, the longer I know him, the more I learn about how Many people he has somehow gotten to know, and um, he's he got a he's he got a, a, t- a sort of promotional tr- tweet from his good friend. Uh, no, it wasn't a tweet, it was an article, an interview with Jeff Bridges, uh, <laughs> where he's talking about this new project that he's doing, this crazy new project called the sleep tapes. And all...
0: I've heard references to this, but I don't you know, understand what it is.
1: He he made some music, the sleeping tapes, he made some music, um. And uh, it's like uh, it's supposed to help people go to sleep. And the and um, there's this interview with him about the making of this album, and he said that the the cover was done by his his good friend Lou Beach, and that also some of Lou's stories are being read aloud on the album. And in <laughs> fact, here's the the cover is actually Lou's kind of um, internet avatar, which is a a guy with big eyes and then there's also eyes on other parts of his head other than the place where they belong. Um, But uh, it's a great, it's a great image, but I'll link to this in the notes. So yeah. Lou Beach. You know, good friend Lou Beach. Look at that. Lou Beach. Yeah. Yeah. But I recommend, I should link to Lou's site too. His, his stuff is great. Still haven't met him. Oh, really? No. Yeah.
0: He's, he's he's not a he's not in the area.
1: No, he lives in L.A. Oh.
0: But he sends Ithacans to you.
1: Yes, he did. He he wrote yeah. to me and said, "My friend Jacobs is uh, right. has moved to town, and you should you'll want to be friends with him." And he's right. I I do want to be friends with him.
0: We went to a dinner last night with some oh. friends. Another another couple who have uh, a child about the same age as Oscar.
1: Did, did you get a sitter or did you bring the children?
0: We brought the children. So the children, it was really a play date slash dinner. And the uh, uh, the, um, the mother is pregnant with another child and is yeah. having a, a lot of nausea and uh, discomfort.
1: Uh, while th- thinking about the transformation that is about to happen to her life?
0: Well, this is a second kid, so she's she's familiar with what it's happening to her body. Although I think I think it's new every time. Um, yeah, you know, trying to get trying to get the, the three year old a little accustomed to the idea of, of there being another kid around. <clears throat> yeah, and he and Oscar get along pretty well, but um, but there's always there's about always about an hour or two of uh, f- fighting and punching uh, and yelling before they start to play together. Sure. So we were trying to ignore that as we ate some delicious pulled pork and some fine <laughs> cornbread sugarless cornbread
1: <laughs> yeah uh, no, bu- no buckshot.
0: no buckshot, but a lot of buttermilk to make up for the, um, oh. the, sh- the the absence of sugar as far as flavor goes, and I recommend it. yeah um, I think cornbread is fine in any form, but but a sugarless uh, buttermilk heavy cornbread. It's kind of spongy.
1: It's very nice. So it's made with a lot of buttermilk in the recipe or that you dip it in buttermilk while you're working? Buttermilk
0: in the recipe. Yeah. Buttermilk in the recipe. Yeah. It's a little sour. um, Sour sweet. Very nice. Spongy.
1: I like the idea very much. Yeah. It's very good. And what was the main course?
0: Yelling and punching. (laughs) And around the edges of that, we had some pulled pork. It was <laughs> delicious.
1: Yeah, good. <laughs> uh,
0: um, and the cornbread and some carrots. Our contribution, our, our standard uh, honey tarragon carrot. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, I see. I, I misunderstood. I thought this was at a restaurant. You were eating. No, at no, this a, was at a house. This is at, at their new your, house. So you brought the cornbread?
0: We brought the carrots.
1: Oh, okay. They made the cornbread. They made the quadrant. Yeah, well, our listeners are familiar with the tarragon carrots. We've They should have. I
0: hope that they've made it. Yeah, and I hope they so tried too. They've to, tried to reproduce it in their homes. It's Mardi Gras season, John.
1: Oh, yeah. you going to make a king cake? No, I don't know what we're going to do. Wow. That weep. Was, that's, that's sound, you sound so sad.
0: Well, we'd hope to go back for Mardi Gras or for like uh, some portion of Carnival this year. Yeah. But our, um, our joblessness, um, made that seem a little extravagant yeah. um, and unnecessary. So uh, it seems like it's they're having a very nice carnival season down there. And it uh, um, would have been nice to go. Last night, uh, uh, ten parades rolled. So Saturday night, two Mardi Gras before. I think uh, a tit Rex rolled, which is a petite Rex with a... Uh, a, uh, It's an abridged version of Petite So yeah. it's just a little Apostrophe, apostrophe. Titrex Titrex. It's a nice nice little parade Chewbacca's
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Neighborhood parade
1: What was the, the uh, What was the crew that you rolled with?
0: Crew de Vue uh, The crew of Comatose and the crew de Vue Which rolled last weekend Yeah Uh so it would have been, would have been, would have been nice to go back. I still feel like uh, I still feel a little sad every day. I'm not in New Orleans, I have to tell you.
1: Do you, um, if you could, if you could uh, snap your fingers and uh, configure your life for your family as uh, as it would be ideally configured? Um, what what would it what would it look like aside from just having enough money but uh, where where would you be and what would you be doing
0: be in New Orleans no um, in a little house uptown or maybe over in in Arab in a um, Algiers point both of us working pleasant jobs the yard mostly cleared of uh, lead um, which is a problem. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, uh, have some sweet olive trees in the front. Yeah. And, uh, gardenias, uh, and jasmine, everywhere else that we could afford to plant it, and uh, that would be just fine. Let's Let's do that. Just,
1: this, that sounds lovely. Lovely. Yeah.
0: Teach a little comp at Delgado Community College.
1: you <laughs> <laughs> So you're. So your ideal life fantasy involves I'm, teaching a little comp.
0: It just seems like that's what happens is, <laughs> you get a section of a section of one hundred and one at some community college. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: as good as one can hope for.
1: Yeah, I I I like that. I like the sound of that that fantasy. I've been thinking about um been thinking about the South this week because, like the rest of um, like the rest of uh, America uh in north northeastern america we have a a shit ton of snow and i was outside uh knocking the icicles off the roof because our house is poorly insulated because it is old and um uh it it, it dams up and the th- the you know it starts to leak down into the walls i saw the ice think, dam photo yeah crazy huh yeah um so i went out there with the, i was out there with a the crowbar Banging on things, hoping not to smash the windows, and I would have to. So I would have to kind of get the crowbar, or we also have um we also have a device like an extendable pole with a thing on the end of it that you're supposed to use to scrape the snow off the roof. Um, so I was doing a little of that, but to get the icicles off, I would have to. I'd have to get the. It's like a giant mop. I'd have to get the sort of mop head thing up underneath them and then pull out so that they wouldn't smash the the storm windows but then I would have to pull out and they would break off and then I would have to run through 18 inches of snow away as they fell so yeah. they would not pierce my, yeah. my body. Yeah. And after an hour of this, um, I've suddenly started wondering if Duke would like to start an MFA program.
0: <laughs> You're thinking the Greensboro might be yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Plus, I, you know, plus my my bandmates are, you know, have been talking with a little bit more excitement these days about how they're going to leave um, after the semester's over. They're going to move away, and uh, they're all going to warm places. You know, that Adam and Elizabeth will probably move back somewhere to the south, and uh, um, Lauren's going to go to Nicaragua probably for six months or so to visit That's warm. visit with family, and uh, you know, I. Gonna stay here in uh, upstate New York. Yeah. Turn up the heat a little bit. Maybe I just it's all I got, all I got on the horizon is a is it. up the heat two a degrees. Trip, go from sixty three
0: to sixty five.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> With a little side trip to Minnesota.
0: Hey.
1: <laughs> well, April. I was in
0: Minnesota last week, as we discussed. Yeah. And it was uh, it was not cold or frigid. As it was no Ithaca. It was a. Uh, um, I mean, I suppose it was freezing, but it was just at freezing and well, there was no snow.
1: It, my so. brother uh, Instagrammed a photo of himself on a mountaintop outside of Denver the other day. It's 75 degrees. Yeah. What the hell? So I'm sitting here waiting for it to start snowing again. It's going to, ha- It's gonna. we're getting another storm. Yeah. Rian might be stuck in Western New York.
0: Are the chickens set her, for all her this? Cache
1: stuff. Of, uh, her cache of her uh, cache of passive aggressive greeting cards. Um, I don't know. I haven't gone out to look at them because she thought she'd only be gone for a couple of days, um, and didn't ask me to do anything. But if she's going to be stuck out there, I'm going to have to go visit the chickens. They are uh, they're in a they're in a state of attrition. They're we we lose one every now and then. Yeah. I'll tell you what's going to be sad when there's just like two or three left. When there's one left? I don't know. I don't get some more chickens. Uh, I think you know the chickens were a stall tactic. Uh, my wife is writing again, and oh, I see. She, so I, the chickens you know, are not as nice. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the moment at the moment it's chickens or this novel, and uh, she's going with novel, and that's that's a that's something I approve of a hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Well. I do, chickens.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe someday, but not yeah. today. Anyway, I, and it's, it's, I guess oh, no, they chicken
0: don't. chicken in French. Au revoir, chicken. <laughs>
1: um, I, I wonder if they know on some level that we've lost enthusiasm for them and we're just waiting for them to die. Cause they're not laying many eggs. Some, yeah. some eggs. Yeah. They're laying some eggs. Well,
0: it's it's uh, what the Werner Herzog says about staring into the eyes of a chicken? He feels yeah. he feels feels a mute a mute horror at their stupidity.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that interview. Yeah. So, uh, uh, c- a couple of things I wanted to I wanted to insert into the podcast. One culinary. So I had been talking about that Cafe Con Leche that uh, that I went to. Um, That's right. With my friend in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. And uh, so the thing that we were getting this, as part of their Miami breakfast, you get your cafe con leche and you get a tostada, which is simply bread fried in butter, white bread fried in butter. And, uh, and as you can imagine, that's very tasty. And i discovered that uh, I've been buying like a, you know, like a ciabatta to make some sandwiches with from the supermarket. And um, uh, if it gets stale... What you do is you slice it lengthwise so you get a couple of semi sort of flat slices of it um, that are large. And you cover them with butter and you put them face down on a griddle. And then you fill up – I was using uh, the aforementioned giant pot of soup that Rian made as this. you got to weight them down with something while they fry at first.
0: So but it's the pot be, itself. Yeah, the pot full <clears throat> of soup. Pot. I just yeah. put
1: the heavy pot full of soup on top of the bread. Yep. And then that keeps it nice and flat and fried. And then you take that off and you flip them over. You fry the other side without nice. the, without the soup pot. Nice. Um, and uh, it makes a great companion to a couple of uh, farm-fresh retired chicken eggs. Um, so I recommend recommend that technique for a tasty Good. tasty breakfast. If you want to add a cafe con leche, that's your, that's your prerogative. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Second thing is, here's what I'm interested in this week. Knives.
0: Oh, dear. Knives! The snow began to fall. His wife left him, and he developed an interest in knives.
1: (laughs) That is precisely what happened. (laughs) Uh, I actually had been researching knives because a character in my novel is interested in knives. So uh-huh. and I've discovered like, uh,
0: kitchen knives, pocket knives, uh, hunting knives, scuba kni- knives.
1: Pocket knives and hunting knives. Okay. And uh um this guy's trying to make them out of glass because he's an, he's a glass and steel artist and he starts making not glass-handled knives, glass-bladed knives, which if you're a knife person is a stupid thing to do, but that's what he's doing because he's a, he's a silly uh silly man. Yeah. But anyway, um so I fell into the internet rabbit hole of the knife community which is connected to uh, on the on the sort of r- on the sort of rural side of uh-huh. knife people are say, people. are say hunters and gun people right they're out- outdoor outdoorsmen and women um, and there's a website called alloutdoor.com that's that's uh, I think that's what it is but anyway uh, lots of good articles about you know how to keep your hunting knife sharp and so on um, and uh yeah all out tour and uh on the other side of this sort of urban hipster side of the knife people is uh the everyday carry people or EDC are you familiar with this phenomenon
0: yeah. what does it stand for?
1: Everyday carry. Everyday
0: carry. Yeah, right. They, they, yeah. It should. Third it case.
1: should. It should technically yeah. be a EC. Yeah. But we'll we'll forgive that. Um, it's like
0: every. It's like only banana available.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's initials E B A V. lowercase V. Yeah. Um. So these these everyday carry dudes, they like. They empty out their bag or their pockets, and they arrange the items from their bag or pockets in a in a pleasing, organized pattern, and then they make a list with web links of each item where it came from. So you get you know like these little you see you know you get a pile of like a notebook, a wallet, a watch, a pocket knife, some keys, a fancy pen, a flashlight. You know and the key elements of the of the EDC community are the pocket knife, the flashlight, the pen, uh, the multi-tool. Um, but I just have so I so I bought a pocket knife. I have a um, I've been using like to open packages this cheap um, what would you call it a like uh, like a like a, pl- like a pledge a public radio pledge knife. Basically, yeah. it has the name of my local radio station on it. Yeah, a premium, yeah. P- p- pledge yeah. premium, and it's been sitting by the mail table, but it's all gunked up, and it was never any good. Um, I mean, it's enough to get your Amazon packages open, but there's nothing sort of pleasing about it. So I bought a nice pocket knife, uh, based on the these knife, this knife reviewer that I started reading, and um, so it came in the mail, and I used the old knife to open the package containing the new knife. And then the, but it came with another package. Which
0: is an awkward moment.
1: It it really is. It really yeah, is. It's an awkward yeah. moment. Yeah, you kinda wish you could reach in there and open it from the inside with the with the knife it's, itself, but
0: it's like uh um at inauguration, the uh the outgoing president usually uh you know receives the incoming president for tea or something and then they drive down to the inauguration platform together. <laughs> and uh no one knows what they talk about. But yeah. You know, it's just small talk.
1: Well, the thing it reminds me of is: Do you, do you remember this guy in Missoula, Dudley? Do you remember mm. Dudley? He was like know. he was a local bro uh, who was rarely wearing a shirt, and for a very, <laughs> for a very short time, Mary Park dated him. Oh, and, I remember uh, Dudley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dudley. Yeah, Dudley. Yeah. Right. So Mary th- eventually thought better of this, uh, or or, but but they split up and. Um, one day um he was she was walking down the street. <laughs> I hope I get this story right. She's walking down the street and Dudley's talking to this girl and he sees Mary coming and says, Mary, it's good to see you. And Mary's like, Oh, hey Dudley. And he says to her, You got a pen? And Mary says, Sure. And she hands him the pen and he uses it. <laughs> to write down using Mary's back as a desk the other girl's phone number <laughs> It's dirty. that's what it's that's like dirty. that's what yeah. it's like opening your the package containing your new pocket knife with your with your old pocket knife yeah it doesn't feel good doesn't feel good so anyway oh. I get the pocket knife out and it's quite nice I'm delighted to have it and I have another package so I think well it's time to uh, time to open the other package. With the You're new president knife. now, new knife. And yeah. literally within within a couple of seconds, I had sliced my thumb wide open and blood was pouring all over my desk, all over both packages. <laughs> and uh I I have had a it's down to a normal band-aid now, but so I christened I christened my pocket knife with my own blood. And I learned a valuable lesson in the process. Did you get any stitches? No. Rian thought I should. And I probably should have, but what I've done instead was I've kept it tightly bound, I've cleaned it a couple of times a day, and it's actually healed very nicely. Yeah. But there will there'll will be a scar. Sc-
0: yeah. But you'll need that scar to remember.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. A handy mnemonic. Where it bit you. Yeah.
0: We've talked and- about it before one of my favorite piece of knife lore, which is that you can't give a knife to a friend.
1: Really? Why?
0: You always have to get you always have to get something back. A penny or a nickel oh. something. It has to be some sort of exchange. Otherwise, the knife will sever your friendship.
1: <laughs> and no stitches can put it back together. <sighs> no. Knife lore. Well, I actually... Uh, I actually uh, knife lore! <laughs> knife lore! <laughs> knife lore. I actually have been... Um, I've actually been thinking now of who can I... Who can I give nice pocket knives to? Because the, you know, the it's Not a, it's a whole find. new category yeah. of thing that you can get for people you love that will be useful to them. But I have to if I do this, I have to get something in exchange.
0: Check with knife lore. Okay. Check with I, the keeper of the knife lore about giving knives as presents.
1: Okay. I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a uh, competing knives make great gifts movement out there.
0: From the knife council,
1: <laughs> knife council, which is caught called you too. The knife council
0: is called the cutting crew. <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, I, I it made me want to contact Jeremy Holt though, because he he's into kitchen knives. And I actually asked, this is the other thing, he knows so, his knives. Yeah, so I got knife. um, so I got um, hold on, I got this this um, terrific. Uh, so the, the company I bought this knife from is called knives ship free. Um, and, uh, they sent me a this marketing email and usually, you know, you buy something from a new place and suddenly you get a flood of marketing email. And then you if you know, you're, if you want to stay sane, you unsubscribe, but these marketing emails are awesome. These people are great. It says, <laughs> thank you for your purchase. Thanks for your order from Knives Ship Free. We know there are hundreds of places you could choose to buy knives. We are grateful you have chosen chosen Knives Ship Free. We are committed to giving you an outstanding knife buying experience. We are always just an email or phone call away. And I was so charmed that I wrote back and said, "Hey, why don't you recommend a uh, why don't you recommend a kitchen, nice kitchen knife for me?" And um, the guy says, "This is from Jason at Knife ship Free. Hello, Jay. Thanks for the email. I am a kitchen knife enthusiast through and through. I can definitely recommend a great knife for you. What budget are you working with?" Um, and then he gives me some uh, ideas. He's encouraging me that if I like, I could spend many hundreds of dollars on a kitchen knife. Sure can certainly sure can. Yeah. But he he's he also gave me a nice under one hundred dollar choice that is. Pretty nice as well. But I have – I looked at the kitchen knives I do have, and they are um, Henkels, which are pretty good uh, and, or seem to be well reputed. I think I just yeah. need to get it professionally sharpened or learn to sharpen knives. I know – I mean I strop it, but I don't think it's enough. I think it's – I think it needs a new edge.
0: Well, I think Jeremy Jeremy will probably listen to the podcast, and I think he'll probably um, be emailing you with some thoughts on, on, on the
1: matter. Yeah, well, if he does, Jeremy, I – let's I'm happy to talk knives with you I'd love to and then the pocket knife that I bought so there are there there are essentially two categories of pocket knife there's the you know modern sort of designs the uh that are that are sort of lightweight and made with space age materials and then there are the traditional pocket knives which look like the you know the kind of thing you'd find in your <clears throat> father's drawer yeah the so handle I, maybe, like, the handle
0: looks like it was whittled
1: yeah. So um I bought uh I got a uh a pocket knife called the um oh sh- shit anyway I can't remember it's in Indian Creek River something or other but uh it's terrific and uh I highly I highly recommend it The Northwoods <laughs> The Northwoods um Indian Creek River I'll link a link to it If you're looking for a nice knife that with a traditional look it sliced my finger nearly off. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah,
0: that can happen with with nearly sharpened kitchen knives. Uh, our friend Andy T. Sweet, he uh, got his knife sharpened yeah. and just about cut off a finger.
1: Oh, good. Yeah,
0: because when they come back, they come back changed. It's like it's like if you bury if you bury something in the pet cemetery, it comes back, <laughs> but it's not the same.
1: It's not the same. <laughs> And I see you sent me the, um, you sent me some, the, chew, uh, some
0: Chewbacca's links. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. You, you, you would you, you would enjoy reading the uh, uh, both their website and the uh, the the New Orleans uh, Picayune's account of the of the uh, Chewbacca's parade, which had two uh, co-deans. I think um, Peter Mayhew, who played Darth Vader, I think, yeah, and uh, Andy Richter, for some reason. Uh, <laughs> All right For the uh, parade marshals
1: These uh, are great a very, photos a very modest
0: parade Just of people dressed up In the Star Wars stuff mostly um, For Mardi Gras
1: But they've been They've been dramatically photographed um, uh, By a by an able photographer Yeah See, There seems to be a whale here
0: You send your best man out For the Chewbacca's photos
1: <laughs> Yeah I think you, I think you do <laughs>
0: Send yeah, Jimmy Olsen looks, out. To catch
1: really that stuff. really, they do. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, uh, that photo of
0: the photo of the uh, the old withered man on the pedicab is I think that's uh, Peter Mayhew. Oh, really? Who played Who played Chewbacca?
1: Oh, there he yeah. is. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's Chewbacca. Appropriately, Great.
1: he's got the he's got the Chewbacca costume on his knee instead of on his body, though on the yeah. whole body.
0: That whale is pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, it really is what yeah. part of Star Wars Lord does that come from
0: exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly pictures
1: yeah uh, so uh one last thing um, f- submissions are closed for dokienky we we reached, reached our, our max our max in in a week so um I'm, I'm excited so we'll start pawing through the slush and uh if you so submitted good stuff in there thank you Good if stuff. I've,
0: i read through a bunch of it and uh, uh a lot of exciting stuff there's a, a lot of uh, a lot of people seem to get what we're up to
1: good this very Oakey good stuff. very good i'm yeah. glad to hear it and um once i got to i got to uh, we got to do our uh, graduate admissions next week so once that's out of the way i'm going to i'm going to turn to uh, yeah. the slush pile
0: yeah what's up this week in okipanki
1: we have a short story from Stephen Dixon.
0: Oh, how exciting!
1: Running tomorrow, yeah.
0: We've got a little, some questions with him later on in the week. I we'll will.
1: Uh, I haven't sent them yet. I uh, and he's not. He doesn't like email, so I, I. I hope I can get. I've been lazy. I hope I can get him in on time. And then we have some poems from Carrie Wason coming up. I think in two Great weeks. Carrie Wason? yes, right. And uh, good poems. And we've got a comic from Marie Naomi. Um, who people might know from I think she's her comics are on the Rumpus, um, and it's an excerpt from her forthcoming memoir, Turning Japanese. It's really good comics, and she sent a great uh, animated kind of video of them too.
0: Was that was it published by Only Banana available, or it's was by that <laughs> Banana Graphics? I...
1: Obav. Um. <laughs> but did you say Banana Graphics? Banana Graphics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Want to wrap this up? That's that's our
0: that's our comic imprint.
1: Yeah, graphics. Banana graphics for sure.
0: All right. Well, don't uh, don't um, get uh, pierced by a a falling um, anything, but particularly (laughs) the icicles that you (laughs) have seen a little battle with. Do you have gutters? Are they just tearing your gutters apart, or do you not have?
1: uh, It it is mostly passing over the gutter. We do have gutters, but it's mostly uh, it's mostly. Angling it sticks out far enough before it starts to droop that the gutters have been saved so far. But a couple of them look like they're in trouble, so I've been chipping yeah. away. Yeah, but thank you for your concern. I'm concerned, John. I don't, I bit off more than I can chew with this house. I don't know what I'm doing. It's good.
0: We'll help you bite off just as much as you can chew um, with your lunches and dinners and breakfasts. for the rest of the-
1: thanks, buddy. Are you hungry for lunch? Then let's have lunch Do you want some lunch? Well then we'll give you some lunch Do you have a hanker for lunch? Well then come to lunch Cause it's time for lunch Box with Ed and John That's right It's time for lunch Box with Ed and